Hello, everybody. Growing a caring franchise. It's Brian here from Franchise Simply with our latest franchise radio show. And today, an interesting topic, as always, but particularly, I think today, we've got someone with a, a fascinating background, shares a bit of common background with me that is a, a rugby player, <laughs> at least uh, has been in the past, quite passionate about that, but also passionate about franchising. Jeff Salter has, has a, uh, an organisation called Caring Senior Service. And uh, he's the founder and the CEO of the business, um, looks after providing in-home, non-medical home care services to help help seniors. The objective is so they can maintain their independence and quality of life. And uh, he started, I suppose, originally working at a home health care company. Uh, and he saw that some of the seniors and family, families weren't, weren't really able to handle the challenges. And uh, at a sprightly old age of 20, <laughs> he started his company. So certainly an early starter. Congratulations, Jeff. We should need to see more of it. And uh, he, he realised that the solution for short and long long distance care caregiving was attention to people and knowing that sector. Uh, within five years, he had another four locations. And uh, in 2003, after a period of about 12 years in operation, he moved into the franchise sector. Um, uh, Jeff, Jeff brought, uh, he tells me, a, a never quit attitude to caring. To the point now he's, he's nurtured the business to having 47 operations or locations but get this spread over 18 cents states. So he doesn't mind spreading himself a bit thin on the ground, which means he's got an organisation that's fit to handle it. Uh, he he recognised his career, well, early in his career, that creating systems allowed for his operation to be predictable and thus franchisable today. And I suppose systems is the thing that's closest to our hearts, as you will all know. And uh, today, senior service, caring senior service franchise locations benefit from a systematic approach um, it, it, to what many will consider this sector really is pretty non-systematic. So he stands out, I think, head and shoulders. Um, on, on a personal note, Jeff lives in San Antonio in Texas, married to his partner, Catriona, and a couple of adult sons. Um, he's enjoyed a lifelong passion for rugby and still plays. Well done, Jeff. Keep it up. Um, and he's even been inducted there, Hall of Fame, for all of the work he's done. So Occasionally, he even gets to indulge in other uh, other activities such as snowboarding, and then the ultimate, uh, I suppose, the ultimate challenge. He plays a round of golf every now and again. So <laughs> try the same, Jeff. Lovely to have you along. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity to share my story. You know, no, at all. Tell me, you started your business at a very young age, um, younger than most. Let's face it. So, you reached a point after a number of years. You decided to franchise Caring Senior Service. What what was the motivation? What were the reasons you decided to do that? Well, I think franchising is uh, is a great vehicle for a, a lot of concepts to be able to really expand rapidly and to do so, um, allow others to use their capital to make that investment and reap the rewards of that business. So for me, it was a matter of recognizing that we wanted to expand to other cities in Texas and then throughout the United States and recognizing to do that through a traditional company owned management structure would have required just a ton of investment. You really would have done the same amount of work gathering investors to try to do it as it is to become a franchisor, I feel like. And uh, the, but the advantages of franchising is that you've got a local owner operator 
who's really invested to see the success happen at that local level. Uh, to, to do these things with a management structure requires middle management and uh, a lot more uh, of a structure that doesn't necessarily lend itself well to this type of business. I think so. There's a good point you mentioned there about your options. You know, uh, you get investors in as opposed to franchising the business. And whilst there's a lot of work in the early days, getting your franchise structure and systems up, the thing is you maintain control. And I think this is what I often see with people. Once you get investors in, they suddenly start calling the tune. Um, sure, sure, and you become diluted no matter what in 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 the process. So yeah, it's a it's a business decision for everyone to make. I just feel that franchising is a model allows you to really control your brand more. Yep, yeah, look, and you obviously you're well qualified to talk on that. So with with your franchise model that you created, uh, what sets you apart from other others in that non medical home hair care space, Jeff? Well, you know, there's a number of things that sets us apart as, a, as an organization. Uh, first and foremost is we are operators that became franchisors. Most in our industry were individuals who had a concept and they recognized that franchising was a model to develop the business from the ground up. We had op offices that were operating. We had a proven model in place that operated for a decade before we started becoming become a franchisor. So our franchisees benefit from years of knowledge in the trenches that, that I personally have and the team of people that I assembled at the early stage that really understood how to operate these businesses from the ground level. And that's something that most franchise systems, franchisors in my space, the leadership just doesn't understand that. They don't know what it's like to run one of these businesses. Conceptually, they can talk about it, but have they ever had to get up in the middle of the night and go take care of a client? No, they haven't. Yeah, look, and, and that's really it, isn't it? It's, it's the experience of the cold face. It's an expression that's often used. And uh, there's no substitute for that. You can't read about it. You can't watch it on a video. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so um, fr from that point of view, I suppose you would have spoken to hundreds of prospective franchisees. Um, what, what, what's, who's your ideal sort of franchisee candidate? Who are the people you really want to talk to? Well, one of the one of the things that you know along that theme of why why we're different, there's a couple of other things also that would lead into answering that other question. But one of the things we've done as a company is we've developed our own software, and that management software allows our franchise owners to really have complete control over their data and of the way that we deliver service to our clients. The ability to integrate various pieces of business processes are built into our software. So typically someone would have um, maybe scheduling software over here, HR software over there, and anything else that might be necessary, a payroll system, a billing system. Ours is all baked in together on a system that we've developed from the ground up. So it really allows us to manage the business very um, in a very straightforward manner. Everything that you do is in uh, relation to something else that's going to need to be done. There's no double data entry. So so you enter someone into the system once, they're populated throughout the system. So you don't have to go put them into the payroll system, into the billing system, into the time logging system. It's all just one, one, one place. So what that does for us, though, is allows us to have systemization in our processes. And then we can really help anyone learn how to become a senior care business owner. So for us, while we have um, ideal candidates, 
that we that we look for those are primarily people that have got skills or or enjoys the aspect of marketing and sales because one thing we can't do we can't create a system that's going to get people in front of others to share the story of why they're in business and attract new customers. We do a lot of work from a website, SEO, um, brand awareness, but in the end of the day, people that come to our service are individuals that want to want to establish trust. They need to trust the, the company that they're, they're working with. And while the caring name is a trustworthy name locally, it's really going to be that business owner that's out there promoting it. And so we look for people that have comfort in talking with others, comfort in sharing their story and the ability to get in front of talk to people, get in front and talk to people that might need our services. Doesn't mean everyone that comes to us has a marketing background or a sales background, but they, most of them have a comfort level talking with other people. And that's really, really important. It's not the type of business that, you can just sit behind a desk and expect that it's going to excel. You do need to get out there and do something. Um, but even, even if that's the case, people that don't have that type of experience or don't enjoy that necessarily, the difference is those individuals can hire someone and we can train them because we do have systems in place that allow them to understand how to, how to market the business. And we can train other people that they might hire to operate their business. And that's, again, sets us apart because we are very systematized. Each role within the company is is defined. It's well-defined what that person's doing. So anyone can get involved with the business at any level. If they're, they're great at sales, it's only going to accelerate their success. If they need to hire someone in sales, well, then we, we'd hope they're good at management because they're going to need to manage people to ensure that success. It's the same theme, isn't it? It's all about people. And uh, I think in, in your particular area that you're involved in, I mean, goodness me, that's a very sensitive area, a lot of demand. So you've got to be very, you've got to be very understanding and very quick on your feet, I'd imagine, from time to time. So uh, thanks for sharing that. There's a lot of common information there. And I'm sure that franchisors listening to this will a number of them be quite green with envy about your homogenous sort of software that you've got because I've <laughs> Everybody's realizing now that really is the only way to go. Um, but it's, yeah. yeah, it's easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it was a lot of work. And, and thankfully, I have a love of computers and a love of, of programming. While I myself am not a programmer, I enjoy learning and understanding the, uh, the inner workings of a computer system. But I could also see where many people that would drive them crazy and it's not their forte and they wouldn't want to touch it. But really in today's age, it doesn't make sense for people not to consider that because you can find programmers, you can find people that can build you what you need. Um, but so many people have been told by their, usually by their software vendor that, you know, do what you do best, don't get involved in the software. And I've always told people that's like telling Amazon not to get involved in software, you know, so <laughs> Uh, their business is successful because their software is successful. And yeah. even though they're a delivery company moving goods from one place to the other, it's their software that makes that all happen. Yeah, it's the reality facing a lot of people. I think there's gradually dawning after the acceleration of apps out there and so forth and you know, remote working that we had with COVID that for someone to be an effective CEO of a business now they need to really understand and be hands-on with the software. And of course, a lot of people out there are not. So it's going to cause, I think we're going to see some quite significant changes in the next five years or so. Yeah. 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 
Well, the well placed. Congratulations on on that one. So, um, I suppose when you when you're looking at your business, your industry, um, you know, prospective franchisees and so forth. What what's the sort of um, things that you advise them they should think about before they move into the industry? I'm sure a lot of these points will be will be common to other sectors as well. Yeah, you, you know, I think that people look at franchising when they think about it's really a desire to control your destiny, right? I want to I want to get into a franchise because I'm really looking at starting my own business of some type. I want to find something that I can be passionate about, something I can feel good about, something then that really drives me day in and day out. And with a senior care business, one thing that people don't always realize is that it's going to be a people business on every side of the equation. Um, you're going to be managing a lot of people. And that for some people immediately turns them off because maybe they're getting out of a large corporation that they work for because it's a lot of people, they can't control others. So they get frustrated and want to leave, go do something which it's, they're the responsible party. They make it all happen. Now you can do some of that as a senior care franchisee, but you'll be dealing with caregivers and you're going to be hiring caregivers and managing caregivers. So for me, it's something that someone really has to, they don't have to be passionate about managing people, but they definitely have to understand that that's going to be a factor in their in their happiness. And if if they drive happiness from a job well done, it may not be the right business to be in senior care for that because not that we don't have jobs well done. We have that all the time. But getting from start to finish means working with a lot of people in the process to make that happen. And sometimes that can be frustrating. You know, people don't always get up on time. They don't show up on time. They don't do the work exactly as you said um, you wanted it done and don't meet your expectations. And for me, I'm okay with that because I chose to be, you know, spend my entire career in this, in this world. And mm -hmm. I, I know that if a caregiver has a failing, I can step in and fix it. I can help find the next caregiver and I get satisfaction out of the end result, which is a client is able to remain at home, stay independent and be able to really uh, flourish and thrive at home. Um, and as we're speaking, because this is a business uh, uh, talk and people that are getting into franchising, um, you know, the franchisee can definitely count on a system with caring scene service that's going to help them execute the business model day in and day out. And that is something that we've really worked hard on because we had those original five locations. I, as an individual, only had a small team of people working for me. I only had one other person, actually, originally, that was helping me manage all five. I had to systematize everything so that when I'd go from one location four hours away from the other location, that things were being done the same in each location. If they were being done dramatically differently in each location, I would have been managing two separate businesses entirely, and that would have been impossible to scale. And so we focused a lot on that. And that's what our franchisees enjoy today is that systemization, which allows them to scale. If they want one location or they want 10 locations, we're the type of company that can really help them get to that dream of maybe multi-unit ownership and really expansion throughout their region. No, that makes a lot of sense. So what, tell me, your um, your franchises, um, what's the typical size? I mean, how many how many does the team have? How many carers would they have? What would be the size of the units, uh, Jeff? It varies, it varies dramatically. It's a common question people want to know in senior care is what's, what's the typical location look like? And there's not really a great answer for that because each client's demand 
is going to really drive the staff members you have. And the example of this is if I have a client that wants me um, 12 hours a week, well, one caregiver can handle probably two different clients, maybe three different clients at 12 hours a week. But that depends on when the clients want service. If I have three clients that want 12 hours a week service and they all want Monday, Wednesday, Friday from eight o'clock until noon, well, now I've got three caregivers I've got to hire. If I've got someone that wants me 24-7 round the clock, well, I'm not going to have to hire five to eight people to manage that client. So one client could be eight caregivers. Um, one client could be half a caregiver. So it really varies dramatically um, by location and what what the client mix looks like. But our franchise owners are successful with a relatively small amount of clients and a small staff. We generally have three staff members for every location. We have a, um, a home care consultant who's our marketing arm, gets out in the community, makes sure that they are talking with the referral sources. We have an agency director who really helps do admissions and manage the overall business. And they have a care manager who really wor works the schedule and manages your caregiver pool, interviews new caregivers, makes sure that we have someone on deck at all times. And with that small crew of people, we can manage a large number of clients. And as we grow, because we're systematized, we just add more care managers as we grow the business. If we want to market more, we're in a bigger geographic area or metropolitan area, we might add more home care consultants. But overall, it's really adding a position as the business grows. And we're well suited to be able to identify when that new position is needed, understanding how the workload gets divided among people and really helps those owners you know, thrive in their business. Some of our franchisees play one of those parts. Some hire everyone and just manage all of those people. Right. So, so there's a there's a key question there for any any prospective franchisee is make sure you're looking at and, and you're isolating your top two or three prospective franchisors. Make the key. Are they systemized? Is it cloud based? And so forth. I think that's really the uh, the key, isn't it? And for franchisors, you know, if you can't answer that those questions for prospective franchisees, then you've got some work to do. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, systemization is something you don't see a lot in service franchise um, businesses. You see it, uh, you know, in a McDonald's, it's 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 blatantly clear, right? You've got to have a fry guy. You've got to have a burger guy. You've got to have a front cashier, though that's going away nowadays, right? But you got to have someone running the drive uh, through line. Uh, you don't get to say, okay, the drive through line guy, you're going to also go ahead and do the fries. Second you do that, your fries are burned, you know? So it makes sense for people running a a, a, a um, product type of business to have these types of positions, but it doesn't make sense. It's not intuitive, at least, for people to think of that for a service business. Um, but that, that's, again, what sets caring apart. And, and my vision was to really understand that you can systematize these things. You can make sure that certain people follow certain roles and job duties each and every day. Therefore, you can really minimize the number of people you have. Caring Senior Service has the, uh, I, I feel the, the best uh, division of labor of any, any organization. That means our costs of doing business are lower than most other franchise systems. And it doesn't come at the cost of skimping on service or quality. It really comes down to because we have made sure we have systematized things in such a way that anyone can be trained on how to complete the tasks 
and anyone can be held accountable and responsible for those tasks. I think there's lessons there for new franchisors, emerging franchisors, and even people having a good look at themselves, you know, after a period of time that uh, going into these things in, in infinite detail, probably far beyond what they've ever imagined. It's it just talking to Jeff, it just illustrates how, what what a sort of business someone that's really systemized and really really dedicated to it can achieve and yet remain retained as a franchisor speaking to jeff he seems he's, he's retained his sanity from what i can see you know <laughs> um it's, it's that's important to maintain control and uh, enjoy what he's doing isn't it that's Often the, the case with someone going into a new business or franchise process is that they just get pulled from pillar to post. They're putting out fires, and uh, you can't do that if you haven't got the systems. Yeah, and we we often the discussion in in a typical business you would talk about scalability is when you really talk about systemization. You can't scale something without systems. Um, what people don't realize is that they might get themselves stuck into a franchise system that even though they're not planning on scaling, they didn't want to buy a job. They didn't want to go into business for themselves. So they would just have to manage the processes. And so many people in this industry, I, I've only done this for now 32 years. So I can't, I, I'm knowledgeable about a lot of industries. I haven't run any other businesses though. So I can't speak um, to every single business that's out there and what it's like, but what I can say is that in our in our space, in the senior home care market, many independents that are out there operating today end up feeling like they are stuck in their business and they can't do anything else and they can't even get away. They can't take a vacation. They can't take time off because they don't have systems in place that other people can follow. It's only based on their Herculean efforts that keeps the business going day in and day out. And that would be a miserable position to be in. When I hear about people that are part of franchise systems that feel that same way, I just am shocked because I'm like, why would you be a part of a franchise system that didn't provide you all the tools so you don't have to be stuck in that business day in and day out? You may not want to grow your business. That's that's okay. We 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 all get to a point where we want to we're happy with the size that we are, but at least stay small. But it gets your time off. You know, you went into business for yourself so you can enjoy being in business for yourself. It's no fun if you're feeling like you're stuck and you can't leave at all. You know, absolutely. No, I endorse that. And I suppose, you know, most people listening would say, look, we've got systems. But my question is, okay, are they documented? How are they yeah. documented? <laughs> How simple are your systems? Are they accessible, you know, at any time of the night or day and it's on someone's phone? These are the sorts of things that I think are, are the questions you should be asking today. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell me, you started the franchise business. You've been running your own business for quite some time. Well, what were the, the things you found the most, I suppose, surprising challenges when you made that change um, from a from a business owner to a franchisor. Yeah, I think for for people that that get into the fran become a franchisor, I think it's a it's a common um, next step for a lot of people from an ex expansion standpoint. I had the benefit of having ran multiple locations for many years, so becoming becoming a franchisor for me was very um, logical, and it was relatively easy in the fact that I already had the systems in place. 
What I didn't recognize is I didn't actually have them documented well enough, not enough to where someone else could just open a manual and start reading how to do things. So I had to really spend a lot of time doing that. I was also not as prepared for the training aspect. Uh, understand that it's one thing to have a manual and have everything documented. It's another, how do you teach someone to use that manual? How do you teach them the business? And that was something that um, it, I still remember my first franchise sale that I had um, now over 20 years ago and recognized that that uh, first sale we had, we were great. They believe in our systems. They believe in what we've done. They're ready to move forward. We're ready to train them. And then it was like, oh, wait a second. Where do I start? in the training process because this is you know i've got a manual that's hundreds of pages long but what's what's the logical way to train someone and pass that knowledge on to them uh, from a ground up startup situation so that was something that was a bit of a surprise and we figured out relatively quickly and we we fine-tuned it and today we think we've got a really good process in place for training someone that's brand new that's logical and somewhat chronological as the business progresses but that was something that was a surprise. And then just the dedication of time. You know, I've, I've since hired, I still own and operate five locations. I have a business partner. His primary job is to run the operations that we, that we have. My job is at the, at the franchisor level. It's really tough to do both. I, I want to stay grounded and understand what's happening with my businesses because that helps me to help my franchisees understand their businesses. Um, Things have changed in the industry to some degree. A lot's remain constant, but there's also things that are progressing and moving forward that we want to stay on top of. So having the chance to be a franchisor has allowed me to really get more exposure and get a chance to see more things than I would have as just an independent owner with a few locations. Yeah, you know, you're training one. <laughs> it's, you know, training isn't just, this is how you do it, chum. Um yeah. <laughs> you know work with me for three days and you'll have it have it nailed you know that that may be the case but uh, it's it's actually really is a science in in regard to how you get a whole multitude of different types of characters and personalities that us human beings are to actually all to reach a common level of ability to run the business (laughs) it's humbling also it's humbling because uh you put someone through training you know you told them everything but the human brain just can't absorb all of that information. So you spend a week with someone telling them all the things that they need to know. Two weeks later, they've forgot half mm-hmm. of what you told them. And it just got to realize that's, that's just human nature. It's not, I didn't mm-hmm. do a bad job teaching them. They didn't do a bad job learning. It's just, there's only so much that can be absorbed in a, in a given amount of time, especially when it's all, if you're a new franchisee, it's all theoretical when you're learning it because you're not applying this stuff. And the, the thing is, if we've learned that we have to have continuing training and contact with our franchisees because they're just not going to remember everything we told them. It's just, it's just, it's just impossible to do. You know, my, my knowledge base is gained was, was gained over many, many years of, of doing the actual work, not just of a one week training class. Yes, no, that's a that, that, that's a great observation. So, so okay, let's we've segued into training, which is quite appropriate. So, when someone joins your organization, can you describe the training in some ways? What type of training do they get, there, Jeff? Yeah, um, well, we we sit them, we go through a chronological process. We teach them the the whys of doing things, what's important in their day to day operations. 
We teach them our computer systems, help them understand how the computer is a tool and how our systems are a tool in accomplishing what the real goal is, which is matching a caregiver with a client at the end of the day. So we spend a week walking through all of those processes. Again, it's a daunting week, eight hours each day. But then when they get back on location, we spend 16 weeks kind of diving back into each topic and and then analyzing if they had the chance to experience that lesson yet. Um, have you hired a caregiver? Have you onboarded a caregiver? Have you talked to a new client about service? Have you onboarded a new client? Have you done an orientation with a client and a caregiver? Have you gone out and marketing your business? Have you talked to a home health company about what your business is? Have you talked to a hospice company about what your business is? And each of those, and then, you know, a, a plethora of other topics is covered during that 16 week period. So we make sure that they've experienced everything that we've taught. They feel confident and competent on how to accomplish the end goal for each of those steps, because each thing in itself, it's, you know, we've all done data entry and, you know, it's not just fill in the blanks. It's it's multitude of steps that have to be done to get to the end result. And so we really try to we we do a lot of quality assurance checking. So we're we say okay, here's what we were supposed to do, here's what we did, here's what we got right, and here's what we need to work on, and really step through that process with people. And and that's just an ongoing process. And uh, again, back to our software. The great thing is because it's it's our system we're able to do some amazing reporting that helps the franchise business owner see the things that aren't being done properly. It's great for them at the beginning because their, their misses get pointed out immediately, but it's a fantastic tool in, in managing other people is because then it gives you the opportunity to spot with your team members. Did they do what they were supposed to do? And when you see it, that it didn't get done, it's a chance for doing some retraining. You know, it's not, we don't use it as a, a battering ram or a, a, a billy club, we use it as a opportunity to do more training for people. So, hey, so a segue into my next point, really, which is about support, which really is a, an extension of training, isn't it? In some ways, it's one oh, of the yeah. same thing. So, uh, how would how would you describe the support that you give um, your your franchisees when they launch the business? You, you've already described it fairly well, I suppose. But anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I think that that. Something that Caring does that I wish many other companies would do more frequently is we we sponsor events every year in which we we bring our franchisees together. We actually we decided a long time ago that we weren't going to spend money on a regional um, rep that goes out on site and inspects the location to make sure they're doing things right. Instead, we spend that same money and we fly and pay for franchisees to come to us. And we do trainings four times a year in which we're working with franchise owners and their teams to help them understand where their holes are, where they can make improvements, and then, then spend time teaching them how to make those improvements. So it's, it's um, of course, anytime someone needs help with anything that they have self-identified, they can call us and we're going to walk them through and help them um, with just a phone call. Now it's great with things like Teams. We can get on a call like like you and I are having. We have the video call going on right now. We can share the screen. We can talk through something in a in a way that we couldn't do ten years ago. But today it's 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 really really helpful. But we provide that level of handholding. Uh, and the great thing for us is our support isn't just with the franchise owner. 
we support every member of their team in the same exact way. Every member of their team is going to go through a training that we've set up for them so that their team member learns how to operate within their role. And then their team member has access to us at any given time. Um, and we've taken that even, even a step further than that. You know, that's a lot, but we <laughs> took it a step further and we created something that we call great care certification here at caring. We deliver what we consider great care. And that's focusing on three pillars of, of service with our clients and now what we've done is we've we've provided an opportunity for for all of our franchise owners to have their staff go through a certification process in which their staff is able to demonstrate excellence in every area of great care and in that process they learn in depth about not just how to do things but the why behind it why it's important how it impacts the business and what they're going to get by doing it the way that is the best way possible. And it's great because it gives them education. It gives them recognition and it gives them reward for doing it. So we're really proud of that program. And it's something that, that is like next month, we're going to be meeting in Las Vegas with a team of our great care masters. We're flying in about 12 of them to spend two days um, really helping them increase their management skills, improve on their coaching um, get in-depth knowledge on, 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 for us, it's about dementia training, understanding the ins and outs of what it's like to, to work with someone doing um, maybe reminiscence therapy or something of that nature. And this allows that elite group of people to just accelerate their learning, really puts them on a, a path for their career. And the cool thing is owners, our franchise owners access the, that, but their staff can access that. And that's something that is just, something no one else is really doing at that level, at least. We're really proud of that program. You know, I commend you for that. I mean, it goes to show you've done a lot in 20 years. I mean, 20 years seems a long time, but when you're creating a business model and evolving it and all these systems and you look at what's happened, you know, with software over that couple of decades, mm -hmm. it's unimaginable. So uh, congratulations to keeping up with it. So, you know, but like everything, there's changes happening. So what, what are the some particular challenges i suppose you're seeing out there in your sector at the moment jeff well and the biggest challenge right now is the fact that in america the senior population has been this the growth of the senior population while the over the 65 has been we all know those statistics that's kind of worldwide statistics um but the over 85 population, which is the group of people that we primarily serve, people don't need our service until they get to kind of an advanced age. And in the last two decades, what we've seen is kind of a, a normal growth rate. It's been pretty, pretty normal. But in America, it's only been about a million three um, new people aging into that for the for a full decade. Um, for That's each year, but for that decade. Well, what we have happening starting in in 2020 is that rate of growth has just started doubling. Wow. And so what that means is that everything that a business owner thinks they are challenged with right now, it's going to get that much more challenging in the, in the, in this next 10 years. And then the 10 years after that, it's going to double again, and it's going to be unparalleled growth in an industry. And you can either look at that as an opportunity or you can look at as a as a challenge. It's going to be challenging, but I look at it as an opportunity, one for our industry to experience explosive growth. How we find all the caregivers to serve that is an unknown right now. But 
caring is is focusing on not just thinking of this as a people problem, but we think of it as a technology problem as well. The great thing is that, um, you know, 20 years ago, uh, or even 30 years ago when I started, but even 20, 15 years ago, the seniors we were caring for then were still very much um, technology adverse. They didn't trust technology as much. The cool thing is in the coming decade, Seniors, people that are aging 85, they've had a lot of time on dealing with technology and they're not completely afraid of it. Even, you know, because if you were, if you were turning, if you're turning 85 today, you turned 65 20 years ago. So at 65, you may or may not have gotten on the iPhone craze, but at least you knew it existed and you thought some aspects of it were okay. Um, and you can imagine the people five years from now will be more accepting of different types of technology that might help. Like we've got this really cool technology we're launching right now called Sensi AI, and we're able to put some devices in a client's home and, and we create what's what we're calling a virtual caregiver that's always present in the home. And that that virtual caregiver is learning what's going on in the home and then alerting us to things that might be of concern. Maybe the senior has gotten up and gone to the bathroom three more times than they normally normally go. Um, that could be a sign of a, of a urinary tract infection. If we can learn about that days in advance of it becoming a problem, we can intervene with that client by getting them to a doctor, getting a prescription, and then never having a problem with that, that infection. Without us involved, without us seeing that, the client themselves may not even recognize that they've got the development of an infection until it's full-blown infection. They've, they've spiked in their fever, and now they're potentially being hospitalized because of something that, that they're just not in tune with. It's, it's, it's a common occurrence, and it's pretty normal. Mm -hmm. But we're learning about things like a client might have swelling in their knee. Our technology is able to tell us that there's a potential problem going on in the home <laughs> that we need to be alerted to. And no. uh, it's, it's really cool stuff. Some people look at that and say, oh, that's scary. I don't think I like someone being that involved with my with my world. But uh, we're looking at it as an opportunity to to work with clients in a way that we've never been able to before. And that's just one example of things that are happening in our industry that are going to really help grow um, our, our ability to serve clients. And, and we have to look at technology as the industry is going to experience this rapid growth. Well, Jeff, that's mind-blowing. It really is. Uh, it's been a absolutely massive growth area in this country because there's been a, a government support program that's been developed over recent years and it's seen an absolute growth of people providing care in these areas but they've got in an accelerated rate often entrepreneurs they really don't have a feeling or an understanding of what's needed so i think that 95 percent of them could do with listening to your lessons of what you've done and what you're doing that's that's absolutely mind-blowing i'm so impressed and it's it just goes to show in a couple of decades for any type of business, how advanced you can become if you've got your hand on that IT area. It just, it, it just, it's, it's mind blowing. So no, I'm, I'm in awe of you. I really, really mean that. I really respect what you're doing there, particularly in an area of human care, which is one that we, we all sense the, uh, so I suppose um, if, if you look from an objective point of view, someone that's looking to launching a franchise group as a concept or more than likely converting an existing business, which is the most popular method, what, what would be some advice you would give them, Jeff, from your experience? 
yeah, really trying to, from them analyzing what, uh, what they should be looking at, looking for, I think is what you're asking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From, from that point of view, um, I, I suppose what they need to understand are the key elements. You've been talking about your, your training and your recruitment yeah. processes yeah. and so forth. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think anything it's, it's, Oftentimes it's a cultural fit. It's if I'm going to, if I'm going to join forces with an organization, does their culture fit what, what, what my culture, what I think, what I would think my culture of my business is going to be. It's, it's really hard for someone that's just starting a business to think about their culture first, because you start most businesses as a single person, but you can, you can get a quick understanding of that by meeting and talking to the uh, principals involved with that organization. Um, I, I think that I can be a charismatic person. I think I can definitely convince a lot of people to, to, to go my way. Um, but they would be foolish to make a decision based on what I say. What I tell all of our franchise candidates to do is to meet my entire team and to learn about the people that are involved within this organization at, at the, at the ground level. Because that's who they'll be speaking to. That's who their teams will be speaking to. And if if what I've described as a culture doesn't resonate down to those people, then then we're not a good fit. Because I, I haven't I haven't I haven't built a team of people that you can depend on. Um, I'm always confident that that for us that that's a uh, a path that people learn quickly about our our staff members, the team members that we've assembled here, why they're why they're doing it, what what they're really motivated by. So that's, that's to me, you know, very, very important. Um, other things that are, that are more difficult to know until you're involved with is, is their support really what they say it is? That's something that, you know, it's, it's hard to, hard to gauge you, but you do want to understand what, what are they going to do? Um, and then the other is talking to those franchise owners, talking to other owners in the system to understand what their experience is, what was their experience at the beginning? If they had a bad experience at the beginning, has it been better since? You know, I'm 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 definitely not going to stand here and tell you that we've always got it right, but no one can challenge us on the fact that we've always tried to make it better. And that's that's something that that I think anyone should be looking at. Like what's improved within the system, what changes have happened. Um Okay. My, my, the producer in me is telling me it's about time I wound up here. We could chat for hours. It's really fascinating. I, I, could, I appreciate I could. the profound depth of your knowledge and, and your frankness in, in the conversation. But you're in a sector that's growing, as you say, quite dramatically. You've got 47 outlets. I mean, to give an understanding of the sort of growth you're envisaging, well, how many territories would you have on the market, say, at the time like now, for example? Yeah, we've got wide open spaces across the U.S. right now. Um, we're we're not saturated any in any one market at all. Uh, we're looking for candidates in multiple states. There's a few states that we're not necessarily looking to expand into, but anyone that is looking and wants to understand more can reach out and contact us and find out if if we're available in their in their area. Easiest way to get with us is to go to caringfranchise.com. Um, and learn more about the territories we have available, find out more about where we're at right now um, and, and really understand what the, the business is all about and what the, what the opportunity is all about. Excellent. Well, I recommend that anybody goes and have a look at the website, gets an understanding of the way that this man runs a business. It's uh, it's superb. So Jeff, been lovely talking to you. Really appreciate well. the time. Yeah. And thanks for sharing so much inside knowledge.
Um, I hope we can get, uh, uh, I suppose, a uh, an infiltration of some of your spirit and your knowledge into other parts of the world where I think the demands are, uh, are not met as well as they obviously are across parts of the state. So having said that, uh, just want to wrap up and say to everybody, thanks for listening. I hope you found it enjoyable. By all means, rerun it and get in touch if you like with Jeff and uh, look forward to talking to you again when we have our next franchise radio show. So, Jeff, thanks very much and cheerio. Thank you. Appreciate it very much.